What up, though? Y'all know what this is. Respect the worst. If you don't respect the best, top tier podcast. I am Ledge. Let's get right off into this, man. Resolution went down over the weekend. The card in itself on paper looked like it was going to be one of those standout events, not only of the year, but in the past few years, just on paper alone. And that's why it was just on paper alone, because it really turned out to be an average card at best. I think if I have to give it a grade, I don't really like grading, but out of a 10, I would give it maybe a 6.5 to a 7, 7 at the most. Um, Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of cats I expected to turn up didn't bring their A game. And also the crowd didn't present like this great atmosphere. Like, I don't know. It was a weird crowd. And I don't mean that in a good way or a bad way. It was just a real, a weird crowd. There was some premature booing, some justified booing. And then just overall lack of energy for lines that were dope that didn't get any reaction. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a mixed bag with that crowd. Like, so some lines I thought should have got reaction, didn't get any. Some that I thought were okay got booed. And then there were like premature booing, like for setups that weren't even the punch. Like um, one of Young Ill's lines that we'll get to later. Um, I want to just go right from the main event with Goods versus Cassidy. I got Goods winning. The majority has Goods winning. It was pretty clear 2-1. I don't want props for saying this. I said it on the uh, resolutions of prediction with my fellas MVP, Q, and Jimmy. Shout out to them. I said it played out to me exactly how I said on the podcast. Like, literally word for word, basically. The first round for Cassidy was going to be his best round. It was going to be the best version of himself. But like I said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. He's going to gas out. And the material that he has in the first is going to be the same material that he lays out for the third because he hasn't been in the trenches enough to know how and when to switch up his his format from his patterns to getting out of punching and doing more angling to throwing jokes in from a cadence to uh just overall pacing all that stuff comes with repetition it doesn't you're not going to get that just overnight or just sparring by yourself in a mirror somewhere like you have to get in the ring to gain the nuances of all that you have to be in the ring often so the first round he comes out the gate like he's punching off one of his old mixtapes. And I'm not saying that as a discredit to him. It was actually like pretty good punches or just like overall impact. The com- he has really a, a nice voice for that in that venue. His voice really carried really well. Like um, even sometimes when he because he got booed rounds two and three, we all like pretty much heard that by now. But even sometimes when he was getting booed, he was strong enough to rap over the boos. I thought that was you can tell he's been a performer just on some music level type shit because you're going to get booed when you just over project the booing. And he did that. That's maybe that's if that's one thing, if there's one thing I could say Ballers could take from him is that like in the face of adversity of getting booed, just like try to get louder than them a bit. And he tried that a few times. It worked sometimes and then, you know, sometimes he gave in. But like I said, in the first round, he had some good moments um particularly in the first half of his round he had a, a couple more dry spots during the middle and then he had some nice lines towards the end a sneaker line joint and um 
so he had a couple other lines. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But all in all, it was how we, I guess it was better than Jay Mills round first round against shine, but it was, it gave you the same feel that Jay Mills round versus shine was like, Oh, this is a good round. You would, but the difference is I, I didn't know what Jay Mills was going to come with, but I knew that Cassidy could not keep that level up because how can I put this? Cassidy is not one dimensional in the sense of, well, he is one dimensional in the sense of punching, but he's also one dimensional in the in the way he delivers his punches. See, Rum can get away with punching back to back all three rounds because his setups aren't the same. Sometimes the punch doesn't come back to back. He might punch, jab, punch, punch. You know what I'm saying? It might come in a different way. He might organize it different. His structure, he might break it apart. Like sometimes he breaks it into like these two bar pieces, you know, pretty much Cass just did what Cass normally does and just punch. And it was very slow and methodical. Also, when you look at just sometimes his stage presence, uh, presence was lacking. He would maneuver over the stage. You can tell he was trying to remember his rounds, but he would play it off like he was pandering to the crowd, which I thought was really slick veteran move. But all in all, first round was good. The last two, I thought his third round wasn't as bad as people made it. The third round, he didn't really get booed. It was just a dead silence. And I just didn't think, I actually thought he was getting somewhere with it. Like he, he, he was trying to get a little more personal a bit. He was, you know, trying to come with more substance than just straight punching. But I think by the second round, once he got booed like terribly in the second, he, uh, he lost the crowd and lost the momentum. Goods got better to me every round. His first was his lightest to me, but his second and third were just, you know, haymaking rounds. Not like he had a haymaker in the rounds, but just as a complete round. He had everything in there. Jokes, grown man bars. He liked to do a couple of punches, a couple of slick talk, fly talk, angles. Like I said, he he was hitting all across the board, man. Goods was really in a in a I will say almost in rare form, all three rounds, mostly the second and third, and he took it with a clear two-one. So for Cass, I don't know. Should he return? Nah. I mean, he should. I mean, if he wants to, he can. I just don't see him beating anybody of the. He's only going to come back for somebody that's probably a top-tier name. I just don't see him beating anybody of that ilk. Like, I don't see him beating anybody in that top tier cloth. Because the top tiers just have too much star power and just being veterans in this culture and this format of battle rapping. So unless he's talking about maybe stepping down and also I don't think his level of promotion energy is going to be there. Like with goods, it was some backstory there. So it made for this type of event. I, I think if you just try to throw him in a random matchup, it's gonna the turnout is gonna be bad. The fanfare isn't gonna be the same. He probably won't promote it the same, and he's probably gonna still get smoked. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like a lose lose. I think this should just be a one off. If if I was smacked, like I don't think you know you going to the well one too many times is gonna pay off on your end. I thought Goods uh, really put 
a closure to this whole little 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 saga of a battle. And all in all, it was an okay battle. Like I said, Cass had an okay first. Goods had a really dope second and third. So it is what it is, man. I'm going to say Goods should be looking for a bigger plate, maybe a Lux. I don't know. It depends on how that goes. I would say maybe Briz. Somewhere in that somewhere in that lane, maybe. Other than that, I just don't see I don't see uh good stepping out and getting in the ring too many more times. I don't know who he's amped to battle. So we'll see. Um the crowd, like I said again, they were a bit indifferent. They were trying to push through. And you can tell with the crowd, they wanted they were they were waiting. They wanted they was with Cass, man. They wanted Cass to really show up. And go to work. They was waiting for stuff to cheer for. He just didn't give it to them. Like they were, they were pushing through. Cause some of the lines he's saying, like knocking, the, like you know the, you know hit an elephant, the hippo lip up, knock an elephant down, or whatever he said. Like that's so that was pretty basic, but it got a really big reaction. And I was like, oh, we're doing that tonight. Like no, we're not doing that. But it happened. I would like to say that. What it means for the culture is nothing. Nothing. It meant nothing. Um, he had no shot at beating goods. And it played out that way. And I don't think, even if he did win, nothing would have happened other than him maybe getting a bigger bag to face somebody that was elite and eventually getting smoked anyway. I think the, I'm pretty sure the numbers for this pay-per-view probably did really well. But all in all... You know, maybe after this couple of two and a half, three weeks die down, it'll go back to just more battles being made. I don't think this was culture shifting at all, as some people were lending it to be. So we'll see. Yeah, moving right along to the rest of the card. Yeah, so with the rest of the card, man, Rum and T-Top, I said that would be battle of the night, and it was to me. <laughs> it really was. Rum and T-Top was really good. Rum... First round was more of like, you know, for a puncher, it was more of a jab fest with a couple of punches towards the end that, to me, edged him in the first. T-Top started off slow. You know, when you're an angler, you really have to make sure you craft really great rounds within rounds. Like, and what I mean by that, you got to make sure the story is worth telling or the angle is worth telling enough that you're willing to waste a couple of more minutes in the buildup to lead to a really, really dope line. Like you don't have that much margin for error because you're wasting time. That what, what most people will call filler, but I just call it just, you know, build up placement. And to me in the first, he eventually got there with some dope lines, but I just felt like it was a, it was, it was a lot of wasted time getting into his, his material which lended it for it to be just like a, a, a okay round, a good round. T Top had some moments, but I think uh, I think Tay, I'm um, excuse me, Tay Rock. I think Rum Nitty kind of edged that based off of just having more, you know, material, just a, a stronger output, punching back to back versus you know setups and angles that really like kind of landed but didn't land. He had bars too. But I don't know. I just 
wasn't as impressed with his first as some people were. Second round, Rum dumb the fuck out, man. Look, Rum Nitty is the best puncher of all time, period. And I didn't need this second round to really verify that. I thought that because he punches in a different way. Like, he schemes with punches. He can, you know, triple doubles and triple entendres with punches. His punches can mean different sort of, like, his. he's punching at an advanced level, not just his second round versus T-Top, bro. Yo, man. That's, that, you put that, sh- you know how people say every bar, and it don't really be every bar. This probably is about as close to every bar as you'll get from any MC that you've seen battle rap. I really only, out of the amount of punches he threw in this second round, could be anywhere in the 20 somewhere. I don't know. I wasn't, but I can tell you, let's say if it was like 25, 20, I probably only counted three punches that didn't land for me. Like it was, he was hitting, he was hitting at a, such a high rate. He was hitting at such a high clip with these punches, man. My goodness. Like I said, what did I tweet out? Like, yo, Mick, yo, if I'm T-Top, I'm just throwing out a mixtape round. Like, I'm throwing out mixtape bars the second round. There's no way he was getting that. And he tried. He didn't really try. I mean, his round was okay. It was solid. Rum had. Oh, man. Rum had just so much. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm speechless because I'm thinking that all the lines are, like, flying past me. The what was the YNW Melly line and the all the T top name flips, the black top oh, on the court. Oh, why was he doing them like that? All right, man. So, like, I already had Rum really winning 2 0. Like, he was up 2 0. Third round was just like to see where you get a 3 0, and not at all. Reverse the curse. Like, T top killed him in that third. Like, it was bad. This angle about him working at Walmart and flipping some of his best lines, whether it was the MOP anti up and things like that. Like he would flip it in, into a Walmart uh, shopping, you know, working for Walmart type of uh, scenario. So the MOP and anti up, all that, like that shit was crazy. Then the whole, you know, having people repeat self checkout and end it with a Tech Nine bar that kind of was like one of, Probably the biggest haymaker of the night, really, if I really think about it. Like, that shit shook the room, and Rain told him to just end your round right there because that was phenomenal, and it was a phenomenal way to end it, man. Like, T-Top is an angle master, bro. Like, I knew, like, I figured he was going to use that angle when I really, like, started doing it, but I was like, how can he make it hit? And that's the beauty of a... Because when you... Because people... Don't want to give T Top credit for being a dope writer for some reason, but I feel like if you're a dope angler, you have to be a dope writer to convince people of things that may or may not be true to make them believe in some sort of fashion that it could be true or that it is true. It takes a lot of like you know artistry in your writing to like craft it out to you know paint a picture. So like T Top is an underrated writer in that aspect, and I think he showed that in that third round. I just think. He wasted the first two rounds trying to show Rum that he can like have bars too. And he did a lot of rum flips that never really hit. Like rum, rum nitty, rum flips just don't work for whatever reason. Like, I don't know why. 
maybe because it's always it's liquor it's just shots and all it just don't it just don't hit so i got rum 2-1 rum second round incredible t-tops third round masterful best battle of the night clearly quick run down these other battles like i'm not even gonna hold you tay rock and shine was underwhelming i got shine winning 2-1 nothing really memorable really uh briz versus ill will was probably the most disappointing battle of the night just from a sense of people you know briz has been on a nice run i think i think it's been a little bit over um sold and overhyped i mean because they're like two wins versus loso and wavy and people will call him like the most dangerous battle rapper like you don't want to face briz i'm like let's let's take it easy <laughs> like let's relax a little bit all right like but whatever you know how it is like it's just that instant instant success brings like instant like credibility for people and i'm like okay all right but uh and then the returning young ill i felt like he, he was gonna you know bring us a, a different level of lyricism and wordplay it was kind of like a mirror match because i feel like briz does a lot of what ill used to do but ill at his best does it better and some degree that played out sometimes but for the most part it was just i don't know people were saying that briz first round was crazy and i feel like people just fast forwarded two and a half minutes of briz first round when he wasn't getting no reaction and his lines were falling flat up until he started cooking with the more views than this nigga who was this nigga like all of that like that's when he started cooking but look how long his round was i feel like briz is the only person in battle rap who can benefit from having longer rounds because he can heat up late whereas we always tell chess like man if you shorten your rounds like you would be fired well, I feel like Briz got fired way late in his round, but like people are giving him credit for having a like I, I don't know like I don't know where everybody else was at the first two minutes of his round of his first round, but that's just me. Ilks came out gunning, but ultimately just like wasn't there. His second round was better. He incorporated the jokes, his his funny humorous side that we all came to know and love. He edged the second and. People were saying the third is a toss-up, but I just gave it to Briz because neither one of them was spectacular. I just liked a few more of Briz's lines the more I look back at it. So Briz 2-1, a forgettable battle. Chef Trez and Suge started out great. I thought Suge came with energy first round. Um, but uh, Trez matched his energy. Then him with a fire, some fire rebuttals that... You just can't, you can't prepare for them. No, even if you bring up, yo, you might rebuttal this, but rebuttal that or whatever you, even if you make references to his rebuttals, when he rebuttal is still going to be fire somehow. Like Chef Trez clearly got the first, second debatable. I didn't like this prop when Suge brung out the apron and the whole hat. It just took away from his round. I don't need him to be creative. I need him to be a bully. And he just wasn't giving me that in that round. I think he won the third, though. But I got Chef 2-1. I got Chef 2-1. Rounds 1 and 2. Didn't like... No, rounds 1 and 3. I thought the third round was a, uh, his better round. Chef uh, 1 and 3. So I got him winning 2-1. Um, it, it, it was a good battle for the first round. The last two rounds were just whatever you know what i'm saying and it kind of played out like i said suge after his energy 
because his first round is carried by energy and aggression because he's fresh. He gets tired. He gets fatigued. His energy level goes down. His like his words, pronunciation of his words fades and you get a hard time grasping what he's saying. He's breathing heavy. He's not moving as much. And now you just have to listen to his material when he's never been the lyricist. So it played out like that. New Jersey twerk versus John John was probably the second best battle of the night. Twerk was in rare form. The first two rounds, clean, crisp. Um, the first round, bombing on him. Second round, bombing on him. John John first was light, super light. John John second started off light, and then he took off in the second. Like I thought, I thought his second round was really good. I think people need to really go back. He was taking off. He was fighting back. He was really, really fighting back. Then third round comes Twerk's turn. He, I wouldn't say he jersey, but he does this whole thing. You know, Goonies love bringing the other Goonie out to jump in their rounds. So Jack Boy came howling at John John. John John is waving it off, like talking like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Cutting Jack off. The crowd boos. <laughs> the crowd boos something crazy because they he let Jack rap. Then they get into a tussle and they break it up. It's a bit of an intermission. And then John John comes to try to rap. They boo the hell out of him. It was just a nasty way to end that battle. Could have been a fire third from both. Who knows? But at, at the end of the day, Twerk won that battle anyway, the first two rounds. Like I said, John John fought back to make the second debatable, but I still gave that second round to Twerk. So I had the 2 0 either way. Uh, anyway, excuse me. So. That's that's really it, man. The, it, and I'm ran I ran through them pretty fast because it really wasn't much to talk about. I'm not about to sit here and try to drag this thing out. Um, next card is known for URL. No battles have been announced, but Lux and Verb. We'll start focusing on that. I got a really good feeling that Houston, the crowd is going to be better, and the matchups is going to be better, and the battlers are going to bring it. So. Hopefully for a better card, man. But salute to them for trying out Atlanta. What do you guys think? Should they go back to Atlanta? Maybe if it's more of a PG thing where it's like new flavor or something. I don't know. We'll see. Look, thanks for tuning in. I had a good time covering this stuff, man. Like I said, subscribe to me. Click like. I'm on YouTube. Top tier podcast. Follow me on Twitter at pod tier. P-O-D-T-I-E-R. And as always, keep it battle rap. Love.